This is the Mealtime Magic and Mayhem podcast. I'm Trisha Clark, your host, cooking coach, and kitchen mentor. We're here to talk about all things food, wine, travel, cocktails, and mealtime memories. So many memories are made around the table. We all know mealtime can be stressful, full of chaos and mayhem, but it's also the universal connector, a catalyst for communication and connection, and a time to create magic and memories. So many of our memories are tied to food, and I can't wait to share some of those stories with you here. I'm here to share ideas, inspiration, and stories to help you experience mealtime with a dash of magic and just a sprinkle of mayhem. You can expect new episodes weekly, including a mixture of interviews, personal stories, and some fun conversations about our adventures and misadventures in the kitchen and around the table. I hope you walk away feeling inspired to try something new in your kitchen or around your table to create more connection with your friends, family, and beyond. Thanks for being here. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Mealtime Magic and Mayhem podcast. Today, I have Cornelia Kwan. She's an executive in the Swiss Electricity Regulator and the founder of Energy On. She is a personal energy strategist under the brand Energy On, and she empowers busy female execpreneurs to use their full energy and thrive in their career and business. I am just absolutely fascinated with the work that you do. And as you were explaining that you really work with energy and frequencies in all its forms and explain to your clients the world of quantum physics and really show them how to understand, measure, and increase and shift their energy in order to reach their goals. And I am absolutely fascinated and can't wait to have this conversation with you. But Cornelia, welcome to the podcast. I'm so glad you're here. Wow. Thank you so much for this really kind introduction, Tricia. And I'm so excited being here and also talk to your wonderful audience. So I think we could talk for days about energy just based on the conversation we've had so far. But before we get started with the interview, I'm going to ask you, these are one of my fun table topics questions. And your question today is, what are the foods that you remember from childhood? Hmm. As I already told you, I'm, you know, half Austrian. So I come from like the Mecca of sweets. Uh, so of course it was something, uh, there were the three main dishes I really loved. The one is apricot dumplings, they're sweet. And then there is Salzburger Nockerl, which is kind of really so much sugar in it. <laughs> you get a sugar shock. And then Kaiserschmarrn. These are the three real famous desserts in Austria. And I'm very fond of them. Do you ever make them yourself? Do you cook much? Yes, I always try to cook. And I think since I'm 18, I'm vegetarian. And for the last five, no, not five, let's say three years, I'm uh, living vegan. So okay. really, yeah, because our body is so important. You know, it's our best friend for our whole life. We really need to put as much really good fuel into it so it can operate on it best. I, I love that. So, well, that brings me to a whole nother question before we get into the, into all the good stuff. But those, your three favorite recipes, do you have vegan recipes for those that you make yourself now? Because when I think of baking and vegan can be a little bit challenging, right? Yes, but it's possible. And I also try to avoid sugar. But you know what I really love and my kids, uh, them. Teen is now, but my, my kids, they love it. These are these apricot dumplings. But it, in a way, it's potato dough. Oh, okay. So it's made of potatoes. So, and then you just, you know, put the fresh apricots in it, and then you make, like, the dough around it, and then you cook it. So, oh. And then you can eat it with cinnamon. 
then you have like, some, some breadcrumbs around it, but uh, I skipped that. So uh, then we eat it with cinnamon. Would you be willing to share those recipes with us? I'm yeah, fascinated. Now I want to try, I want to try to make the apricot dumplings. Okay. Yeah. I'll send it okay. over. All right. So in my work as a mealtime and relationship mentor, I talk a lot about the energy of food and the energy that we bring to food. And so I know the concept of energy sounds unconventional for some. And so can you explain how you blend that science of energy and what some might perceive as the woo and really why that's essential for your personal well-being? Yeah. The thing is, when I started working with, um, you know, I've been working for with, I studied it. I'm an electric engineer with frequencies and energies for a really long time. So this was my world. But then I discovered quantum science and, you know, now everybody's saying, oh, wow, science is so far away. No, it's not. It's in our daily life. It's in our daily business because everything is energy. And then what puzzled me when I started working with my personal energy is that you can measure electric energy. And so I was looking for why is there no unit for personal energy, for life energy, right? And so I really started doing research and searching for it. And I found it, you know, finally I discovered it. There is actually a unit for life energy. It's obvious. And it was discovered or developed by Andre Bovis, who was a French uh, radius. And it was in 1900. And he was kind of looking for a tool to make, because he was also in the food industry. And he wanted to make, uh, in a way, find something, how he can measure if the food that he's uh, selling or he's working with, how fresh it is. So in a way, he was uh, looking for measure or you need to measure this energy of it. And then he discovered there is energy and he developed a scale. Uh, his original one was from zero to 10,000, where he could measure the freshness and the energy, the life energy of food. That's how the whole thing got started. That <laughs> I keep using the word fascinating, but that's exactly like my mind is blown right now because I had no idea that there was a unit for that, but also that this isn't a new concept. Right? No, it's not. It's old. <laughs> and, yeah, and the thing is, you know, like he said, the neutral line, he figured out a normal person, you know, if you measure the energy of a normal person, you're supposed to be minimum like 7,500 bovis, right? And then what he, and I think it's so logic, he defined it, you know, whenever you're eating food that is below your own bovis value, it takes energy from your body. Whereas when you're eating food that is with a higher bovis value, you know, it gives your body energy. It's completely simple. Wow. Yeah, you've got my mind racing with a million different things at the moment. A million different things at the moment. <laughs> so from there, you've developed a tool for people to test which foods align with their unique energy needs yes. and which ones don't. So. Can you walk us through how this testing process works and how people can gain insight from it? Yeah, definitely. I love that you're so, so interested. And the thing is that, you know, he also said, like, just coming back to the scale, he also uh, said, like, below the 7,500, you know, if it's only 3,000 bovis, then it's kind of really 
toxic to your body, right? Whereas like if you really have something that is healing your body, then uh, his uh, scale ended at 10,000, but now it's kind of unlimited. And then you definitely need to have like 15,000 to 20,000. If you add something or eat something like this, then it's really kind of very positive for your body. But in order to do the whole thing, first of all, you need to have your own bovis value. So then you can kind of test, yeah, does this food have more or not? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you can even go deeper than you really kind of uh, te- test if it's good for you or not. Because here I would like to share a story, a personal story. You definitely know Anthony Williams, right? Yeah. And he, yeah. And he, you know, his famous words, but he said there are two the most healthiest things in the world today, wild blueberries and fresh celery juice. So, of course, I wanted to do something good for my body, right? So I bought a really fancy juicer and then I uh, every morning I pressed the fresh uh, celery juice, I drank it. And then after a while, I noticed I got a stomach ache after I drank the celery juice. And, you know, just then I tested and I figured out no jello, celery juice is just not good for my body. Would I have just done that before I bought the juicer, right? <laughs> <laughs> but you see, even, you know, it's just human that if somebody so, you know, famous and connected is saying, ah, this is so healthy for everybody. And then I just did it. I didn't even think about it, that it wouldn't work for or wouldn't be good for me. And this, this is exactly my message. We are all unique. We all have a really special, unique body. And what is good for your friend or your spouse or your kids mm-hmm. doesn't necessarily mean it's good for you. And I think this is, this is really the key message. Yeah. So it's always good to figure out what's good for your body because it's special. And yeah, it also I think it's special food. You bring up something really interesting because so much in what I teach when I'm working with women about how they cook and what they're eating is it really is there is no one size fits all, right? We all relate to different styles of cooking. We all relate to different foods. Our bodies process foods very differently. And so the idea that we can say or that anybody can say, these are the foods that you need to eat. It just doesn't, we're, it's again, we're putting ourselves in a box to say we have to conform to fit this when if we listen hard enough, our bodies are going to tell us no, like that's, you know, salads might be great for Tammy over here, but they don't do so well for Trish, right? So I love that you've brought this aspect into it because it really is, there is no one size fits all. Every single body is very different in how it processes and what I feel like is good and isn't good for it. I really don't like the words good or bad. So how do you identify your own your own level to to know and then measure if foods are good or bad for you? Yeah. Yeah, coming to the exercise and I would just uh, you know hang on to what the other said before and this is really a, if you want to be like devil's advocate, it's not actually it's not important what you're eating. The only thing that is important, you know, what your body makes out of it. Mm. And everybody takes something uh, differently out of it. Yeah. So I, I, I see exactly what you said. Yeah. Okay. So to the exercise. And the exercise, it's actually another very powerful tool 
I use it like all the day, probably every minute for so many things. But it's a kinesiological muscle test you can do by yourself, right? And this, um, for at the beginning, it's kind of a little bit, you know, people are too much in their brain and they don't uh, trust their body. So it's more connecting with your body and use your body as kind of a pendulum. And the good thing about this, if you get out, you know, if you ask your mind to step aside and you just connect with your body, your body doesn't lie. It can't. It will always tell you the truth, if you like it or not, right? Mm -hmm. And sometimes it can also be <laughs> not so nice what your body is telling you, right? And sometimes we don't even want to ask yeah, because we don't care. But in general, your body is, you know, your best friend giving you all the answers you want to have. And then you need to do something out of it. So how do you do it? In a way, I will show the exercise here. So in a, it's called the standing method. You know, there are different ways. But I think if you really start off, it's best you do standing because then you probably feel more the movement of the body and you understand better the answers of your body. So what I'm saying right now, so in a way, you're using your body as a pendulum. And in order to communicate with your body, you need to calibrate it before, meaning you need to know what's yes, and what's no of your body. Otherwise, you can't communicate. And I, I call this the calibration. Okay. So the best thing is you just uh, stand up. So your feet width apart. And then you just close your eyes. Then you can put your hands on your belly. If you're a little bit nervous, then you can like take a deep breath in and out. And then you just say, give me a yes. Give me a clear yes. Give me a yes. Oh. And what happens with me? My body tilts forward. Mm -hmm. But you know, this is my yes. I don't know what, what happens with you. Oh, it was a very it was a very dramatic tilt forward. Okay, see, this is your yes. So keep your eyes closed, then give me a no. Give me a no. Give me a clear no, you can say. Give me a clear no. Oh, yeah, nope, that's a wrong. Ah. Now you got you went backwards. That's the same with me. It's not with everybody. That's why it's good to check it out first, right? Hey there, my fellow food lovers. Are you ready for a mealtime transformation? Introducing the Cook, Connect, and Conquer Club. For just $37 a month, you get access to monthly workshops, all the replays, connect with fellow women in a vibrant community, access to exclusive events, and build your own personal resource library full of recipes, meal planners, handouts, and more. It's not just about cooking. It's about creating memorable mealtime moments and boosting your kitchen confidence. Check out our website and join the Cook, Connect, and Conquer Club today. So in a way now, then you could experiment a little bit and can say, um, is it day? I get a no because over here it's already night. Yeah. And then you can experiment a little bit. You can ask. Is, uh, it, some is it day? Yeah. Oh, yep. Interesting. <laughs> Still like magic. Uh, then you can ask. Um, I live in Europe. I'm in Europe right now. Am I? <laughs> I'm in Europe right now. Is that right? No. That's fun. Oh, my gosh. You okay. can do this with all the things. Yeah, you can use it everywhere. It's kind of changes your life if you really use it. You can make all decisions from, you know, 
whatever you're thinking of, you can ask your body for, for its opinion. Very powerful. And of course, with this tool, uh, you can also test your body's value. So in a way, you can close your eyes and then you can ask yourself, do I have more than 1,000 bovies, right? I get a yes. Do I have more, more than 2,000 bovies? I get a yes. Do yeah. I have more than 3,000 bovies? More than 4,000? More than 5,000? Okay. Get always a yes. More than 6,000? Do I have more than 7,000 bovies? More than 8,000 bovies? More than 9,000, more than 10,000, nope. more than 11,000, okay. 12,000. Do I have more than 15,000? No. So I'm below 15,000. Interesting. And then you have your bovis value. Okay. So then when you're eating, let's say you're sitting down to eat, do you need to, because typically if I'm listening to my body when I get ready to eat, it's either the smell of something I'm eating or it's the first taste of something I'm eating. And so I'm already interacting with the food to determine whether my body wants it or not. Mm-hmm. Um, do you need to be interacting with the food to know if it's going to be positive for your body? Yes, you, you can, you know, either hold your plate in the ha- in the hand. So maybe before you sit down, you can ask, does this food, you can either ask, does it give me energy? Just in general, or and or if you really want to have it in detail, you can ask, does it have more bovis than I have? Mm, okay. And even if you get a no, like, does this food give me uh, energy? Then you can, like, adapt it. You can ask, can I add something to increase its energy. But for example, if you're uh, drinking like coffee, because it was with one of my clients, <clears throat> she loves coffee. And we figured out coffee definitely is taking energy from her. So she was really kind of devastated. Wow. <laughs> and then so you can imagine, you know, we pulled the life <laughs> lifeline. And then I thought about it and then I got the idea, let's experiment with it, right? We tested a couple of things, and then what was really good for her body was almond milk. So we figured out what happens if you put the almond milk into the coffee. And guess what? It was mu- was much better for her for her body to digest coffee with almond milk. And so we kind of saved her life, right? Yeah, I think dairy and I, my body and I, are going to have to have a real conversation about dairy. Yeah. It's been, yeah, it's definitely been talking to me lately, not even knowing all of this, definitely getting the nudges. This has been really, really interesting. So when you think about how many people struggle with making healthy food choices, especially when they're bombarded with so many conflicting diets, so much conflicting dietary advice, um, and there's just so much diet culture and noise, particularly here in the States. I know I'm not sure about Switzerland, but I know, you know, there's so much advice out there about uh, kind of like the blueberries and the celery juice about what's healthy and what's not. And I was going to ask you how understanding the energy of food 
can simplify this decision-making process, but I think you really just created an example of that for everybody who's listening. And I hope those who see it on YouTube, like really, really interesting. I've really been learning how to listen to my body for probably the last two years. And this just feels like it takes it to like a whole nother level. Oh, I'm so grateful. I could be part of this journey. (laughs) So interesting. And it just, you know, not just even for food, but just the power you can feel when you can really just take a deep breath, be present, that kind of meditative, right? And and listen to what it wants to tell you. I think that's a, a lot of the hard part of shutting out the noise to really be able to listen. And you showed it's no, it's there is no woo woo or magic or whatever. It's just natural, right? Because we are all energy beings. We all have this energy and uh, it's just, you know, if you just experiment and trust your body, it just communicates. And, you know, the thing is, your body will be completely excited. Wow, finally, after so many years, she starts talking to me. (laughs) (laughs) Right? We all want to be seen and heard, right? That's uh, really cool to think about kind of also, you know, if you want to bring the woo into it, your higher self talking to you and letting you know what you need and really connecting with that. Um, and so for anybody who's listening, like think about how this relates to the energy that you put into your meal planning and your cooking, the energy that you're putting into what you're serving your family and the energy that you're bringing to the table. I think this just shows that energy. Again, we're all energy and energy lives in everything. I mean, everything is energy. And so this is, um, I just love how this kind of comes back around to all of that in a very scientific way. Uh, So your background in electrical engineering and your work as a personal energy strategist might seem like an unconventional pairing. Share a specific example of how your engineering expertise kind of complements your approach to holistic well-being. Ah, that's a very good question. In a way, what I just did here, I break it down how you can use this quantum science stuff in your own life, right? Because it's already part of our life, yeah? So we just need to know how to use it and to work with it. And once we start, we learn how to manage our own energy. There are so many different things possible all of a sudden because it's so much easier if I don't know, send energy from here to you mm-hmm. instead of a letter, right? You right. will get it much uh, much faster and you will feel a difference. Yeah. Yes. So true. So for someone who's entirely new to the concept of energy in food or even the energy that we've talked about, whether it's about food or asking your body about something else, um, are there is there one or two practical tips you could give them to really start exploring and understanding this aspect uh, of their nutrition and overall energy? And I know you've talked about like find that pendulum point and then ask your body those clear questions. But is there anything else? Uh, let's say somebody realizes their level is low. And what are a couple of tips you could give them to increase that, even whether it's nutrition related or overall energy related? Mm-hmm. Sure. You know, t- just uh, coming back to the scientific background, and I think it's so difficult for people to grasp the concept of energy because we are brought up in the world of Newton. Like if you go back to physics classes, we, you know, Newton said, you know, if you can't see it, 
if you can't touch it and if you can't measure it, it just doesn't exist. And that's why, why we, we all think it's kind of woo-woo, right? <laughs> but, you know, now we kind of broke up a little this, bit this concept because mm -hmm. now we are using Wi-Fi. Have you ever seen Wi-Fi? I haven't, <laughs> right? And I haven't, I know, I felt electric air energy, but I've never seen it. I've heard it a couple of times. But these things all, you know, are kind of okay because you can measure them. But just with personal energy or life energy was always said, no, woo-woo, because you, you know, can't feel it, can't see it, and can't measure it. And now, you know, I broke that down because now yeah. we can measure it. And that's exactly the thing is, you know, just think, don't even think out of the box, just accept that there is no box at all, right? Because right. it's just the normal life. You know, we just can't say, okay, we accept Wi-Fi because somebody is telling us and personal energy we just don't accept. But it's the same in a way because we always see the result. You know, if you have a lot of energy or uh, talk to a person who is full of energy, you feel it, you see it, right? <laughs> yeah. Yes. And if, if somebody is sad or angry, we feel that energy as well. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we even feel the energy if we go Before we enter a room, we already feel that there is tension behind this yes. door, right? So, because our energy is already in that room. It's around us. And uh, if you're standing in front in the, at the door, you, you already can feel it. So, hey, experiment with it and try it out and have fun with it. It's something yeah. you really can enjoy. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of amazing how we know scientifically that everything is energy and you can't destroy it, right? You can't create it or destroy it. It just sort of moves around and. I don't know, reallocates or changes the vibration, right? And we know this to be true about like tangible products. But I don't know why it's so hard for us to stretch our thought processes to think about it when, I mean, I can feel a different energy in this exchange of energy with you in this conversation versus the energy of someone else, right? Like, or you walk into the room, like you said, and you're like, oh, this doesn't feel right, right? Yeah. You are picking up on energy. And it's so interesting to me that we can walk in and recognize that, but not really recognize it as the science that it is. I guess we get so locked into, you know, and, and we can feel that. Maybe we feel like we can't measure it and that's what makes it not real. I, I don't know. I, that part baffles me. The whole study of, you know, how we get to define what is and isn't <laughs> just based on our own, on how we feel. Doesn't make sense. Yeah, that's what I think. And uh, so for me, it was okay to define it exists. And, uh, yeah. and I see so many parallels between electric energy and also our life energy because um, what we just experienced um, over here in Europe last year with like this shortage on, on electric energy you know it was first time the people were aware there's scarcity yeah we have to think about it we have to deal about it and deal with it and we have to find a solution to have more electric energy right and on the other side it's the same you know everybody is talking with about burnout but in a way it's completely the same it's just mm -hmm. scarcity of personal energy you just yeah you know ran out of battery and it's that simple as it is and and i think the better you uh, the earlier you accept there is just no life without energy in our Period. social life You know, if there is no electricity anymore, you know, nothing works. We couldn't even talk, right? Right. We couldn't buy anything. We couldn't even go into a shop or whatever. It's You can't even pump your car. It's dead. You can't even <laughs> use your toilet. 
<laughs> and you know, and with your own energy, it's the same, you know. And so it's so important to understand that it's kind of the most valuable currency you're having. And whatever you're doing every second, you're trading your personal energy against something. And either you get more energy back mm -hmm. or you're giving more away. And I think your energy is in a way like a bank account, right? It is. So you can absolutely. go in debt and then you need to kind of fill it up again. Uh, so there is so many similarities to our things we do in our daily life. Yeah. yeah. It yeah, for it really hours, is. But well, this has just been absolutely fabulous, but I want to leave the last couple of minutes for you to tell everybody how they can get in touch with you, follow you, anything exciting that you have coming up. I believe there's a book in the works, which by the time this airs will probably actually be published. So tell us all the things about what you have going on and where anybody who's listening can get in touch with you. Yes. Uh, you know, I would love to get uh, some questions from your audience and, uh, yeah, get also feedback uh, how they think about it, if they tried the exercise and, uh, yeah, if they were testing their food and they're also there, you know, if they felt the difference, if it was easier for their body. So really, please get in touch. I really would love to hear from you. Um, uh, you can, of course, find me on, on Instagram. It's Cornelia underscore energy underscore on. And it's the same thing on LinkedIn, Facebook, TikTok, so wherever. And my homepage is corneliacarvan.com. So um, I, I think I sent you the links. And um, yes, uh, uh, there is actually really something exciting coming up. I'm really excited. <laughs> and, <laughs> and this is, uh, yeah, I wrote a book. Because, you know, for me, it's important what I also do here is I know a lot about um, uh, personal energy management. I know how you can increase your energy, recharge your energy, protect your energy. And I'm working with a lot of my clients. But what I've learned is we are all energy beings. You know, we are kind of 100% energy. So it's completely natural to us to work with energy. Mm -hmm. And But most people just forgot about it. And I see my mission and vision to empower people to remember how to do it. And because everybody can, can do it. And that's what the, all the book is about. I'm sharing all my really powerful energy exercises, energy hacks. Uh, there are 40 in the book. Um, and that people can do it on their own because I think it's all about empowerment and to do it yourself and that you're not depending on anybody else. You can do it yourself. And the book will be published on the 31st of October. And there will be a huge launch party uh, too late on the 1st of November. Uh, it's an online launch party. And uh, yeah, it would be cool if your audience is um, part of it. But maybe later on, then they can check out the book. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I want to be part of that. So, yeah, um, you. I, you know, I think that's really, I'm really excited to check out the book when it comes out. And I think what a fabulous, like if you have a close group of girlfriends, a book club, how fun would it be to go through that book together and then do those exercises, whether it's together or on your own, and then talk about what you've learned. And really, when you think about, again, the connection that comes from that energy and doing that together, and then just how much closer your tribe becomes as a result of it. Like, I I think I'm going to have to talk to my girlfriends and we're going to have to do that together. I think that would be an amazing book club project. 
Wow, that's a powerful thought. I never thought about it, but uh, it's so true. You will because then you will create together even more energy. Yes, yeah. and this is yeah. so, so powerful. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I have so many ideas on how I'm going to use all of this now. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, you can always invite me as a special guest uh, to your book club. Then, yeah, your I definitely club. would. I definitely yeah. will. Cornelia, thank you so much. We will definitely stay in touch. Thank you for joining us and sharing your heart, your energy, and your wisdom. It's been such a pleasure. And for everyone listening, thank you again for being here for another episode of Mealtime Magic and Mayhem. And I'll talk to you in the next episode. Thanks so much for listening. And if you enjoyed this episode, please go hit that follow button, subscribe, leave us a review. And if you're ready to change what mealtime looks like for you, breaking that cycle of chaos and having more fun in the kitchen, build some confidence and discover your love of cooking, schedule your free Dish with Trish call at the link in the show notes. We'll chat a few minutes and you'll walk away with personalized strategies to take your mealtime routine from tired to inspired. See you next time.